Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for spending time with me today. I always look forward to hanging with you. I'm awfully glad that uh, we have a new week uh, that we're going to start. And I just was listening to some of Susie Larson live, and what a powerful hour that was. If you missed any of that, you're going to want to hear that. Go to MyFaithRadio.com, check it out. And I know there's uh, stirred up a lot of emotions, so I just want to open my show with Second Corinthians chapter four, sixteen through eighteen, that says, "Therefore, do not lose heart." Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I know that there are a lot of problems and issues that uh, came up in the last hour that listeners are having and suffering from, and I just want to know, want you to know that I, I sympathize and extend my comfort to you, and I hope uh, God meets you in your time of need. So, I've got my friend Patrick Albanese to get my day started. Always uh, nice to have him. He's the senior fellow at the Albanese Institute, and he's with me today. Patrick, welcome. Yes, I, I just graduated from junior chap <laughs> to senior fellow. Yeah. You forget you forgot to mention that I am from the prestigious I'm getting to that. Of, yeah, yeah, I'm oh, getting okay. to that. Yeah, I mean yeah. when we come back from break I'll be able to say that, but yeah. Um I just oh. wanted to get things started, get you on the air. Yeah, so senior fellow. Senior no fellow. Longer, no longer junior chap. No. Senior fellow at the yes. Albanese Institute. I don't know what that means, I just like saying it. It is uh, the Institute for All Things Albanese, as far as I know. Right, right. <laughs> for the betterment of the yeah. uh, the Albany situation. Yeah. So just it's... so just so you know, last week you were not on the show because your son had a little accident at school and you raced to help him uh, get to ER, and you were a great, awesome dad. I was glad you were there for him, and we all prayed for you. And, and it worked. Well, let's hear about what happened. <laughs> So uh, and he was just chasing a frisbee. You know, it's it's one of those things. There I was minding my own business, right? You right. Should, <laughs> that's where the trouble always starts. You should never mind your own business. But um, I was just playing in the you know the playground with a couple of kids and hit a patch of mud and just went down and uh, broke both of the big bones, the radius, uh, the radial bone, radius. I've forgotten the names already, and the ulna. Yeah, the ulna, the radius and the ulna. I'm just making yeah. this up too. Yeah, well, I know ulna because that's always in a crossword puzzle. Somebody okay. says, "I need to use these four letters somewhere." What's a good word? There's only one ulna. ulna. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Mexican knife is an ulu. Good. I I need an you and an L and U. <laughs> and uh, he he was. Uh, I got to the school and the, the nurse called and she says, "Oh, it's broken." I I normally won't diagnose, but this is pretty bad and. I got there and he was just, oh, he was in such pain and he was crying and he's a pretty sensitive kid anyway. So he doesn't like to inconvenience people. 
and uh, we get to the ER and you know, they have to take some x-rays and every time they move his hand, you know, he's just, he screams in pain and then apologizes. <laughs> was, That's so it's sweet. just the way he is. It was, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you sent me the picture of his broken hand, and I can't unsee that picture. It, uh, a a profile, it sort of looked like an alligator poking its head out of the water. It did not look right. No. And, um, you know, they first tried just doing a a local anesthetic. You know, he's 11. I I, I don't think I would have handled this very well at 11. I I know at my current age, I would not handle it very well. (laughs) And so the local didn't work. And uh, they so they put him under and they gave him a shot in the muscle in the hip. They said it'll take a while for him to come out of it. But before he went under, they said, now think of a movie. And, uh, you know, that's what you'll probably sort of dream about and you'll experience that. And they're thinking he's 11. He'll think of Toy Story. (laughs) So he thinks of interstellar, which has got interdimensional travel through black holes. And as he's going under, he says, I'm going into a fourth dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my. The next few hours were quite entertaining. I I got to watch him reset it and uh, um, they were. You know, we had to go back to a, a bone doctor uh, two days later just to make sure he didn't need surgery. And uh, we're pretty nervous because, you know, you don't get that right. You don't get those growth plates lined up. And we get this guy who's, I think, he set one of the, I, I think, I think some of the early caveman bones were some of the ones he said. <laughs> We've been at it a while. Yeah. And he, he said, this is a beautiful job. So That's fantastic. Whoever, he said, the guy who did this did, it's exquisite. And we we're, were not going to touch it. And we were praying for that. We were praying yeah. that it would not require surgery and that the bones would be set well. And you looked at the x-ray the second time and you could not even tell where the break was. And nothing. That's I, amazing. I, yeah, it was, I, I, I see no, I see no hairline fracture. He said, oh, this is, because I thought he, we were supposed to go in and he was supposed to put a real cast on it instead of this temporary one. He said, I will not take mm. this off. He said, I don't, won't even run the risk of upsetting anything. We'll leave this on for a while. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't get it wet. It's like that Gremlins movie, you know. <laughs> you get them wet, they change. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, I, and he's I, been handling it real well. He's been handling it well. Yeah. Well, I did ask yeah. the Faith Radio family to pray for him that day. And it sounds like the prayers were beautifully answered, which prompts me to think that I've got some billing to do. Yes. <laughs> now, if you if you don't mind, uh, since I tend to use a Mac computer, use an Excel spreadsheet I and will. numbers. as Yeah, if you could do it, if you could save it in both forms. I will. But uh, you can go ahead yeah. and thank the Faith Radio listeners who did oh, I, pause I, to pray for was... your son. And you even sent me that you you received a couple of messages over the text line, and it, uh, we were so, we're so grateful. Uh, it was, you know, I I know it's a first world problem. Uh, you know, you go into the emergency room, and you know they say we see fourteen broken wrists every week. Mm-hmm. But for you, uh, you know, and 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 again, you know, it's 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 not a, a diagnosis of a terrible illness or anything like that. It's just just some broken bones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I've never had a broken bone. My wife's never had a broken bone. Uh, this is our first broken bone in the family. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And we are so grateful for the prayers because, you know, it puts you at ease mm-hmm. when you know, there's just a team of people out there. I, I don't know how that works and, and it doesn't matter. 
that there's a calming influence when you hear the prayers are on the way. Oh, I know. I know. It's a beautiful thing. So if you yeah. can't get the cast wet, uh, let's see, is Dad helping him in the shower? Well, how's that working out? Yeah, so uh, we have allowed an 11-year-old boy to live out his fantasy of not bathing every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's happy. He's happy. Day five was... Day five was getting a little bit rough, and uh, <laughs> you know I don't think you know it's, it, you get to the point where you say it, it, we have to at least wash that hair because that's a lot of oil. Although with the current prices, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know they said you know get out a garbage bag and uh, you know wrap things up because you cannot get that wet. And so I did that, and I but I, I was I, I cut out a little hole. I said this is where you breathe. <laughs> 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 so it was. Boy, it was, you know, I've got rubber bands. I actually, I did a pretty amazing job, actually, with, with all the plastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm thinking of opening up a small little side business. This is, you know, it's like you've had car wrapping where they wrap your car with that plastic stuff. I wrap your cast. Right. I get you, I get you ready for the shower. Yeah. Well, I, I have not... experience because I had an accident a number of years ago, as you recall, and I had a wrap for about a month uh, when I hurt my fingertip in a, in a lawn chair. I do remember that. That was, yeah. you lost a part of your finger in a lawn chair. I I did. Yeah. I guess that is a broken bone. When you, <laughs> did you, yeah. that's not a broken bone, is it? Well, you did snap off some of your finger. Yeah, I lost a chunk of the bone, I guess. Okay. But they didn't, they, they couldn't find that, so. Yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a pleasant topic. Talking this is, about losing part of, of your finger. As soon as possible. I cannot <laughs> wait to get off this topic, just so you know. Now, having yeah. said that, uh, with COVID the last couple of years, I don't know if people have gotten better or worse at communicating. So we're going to take a little break, but when I come back, I want to propose to the uh, listeners an idea that we will uh, entertain over the course of the next week. I, I'm going to encourage uh, everyone to give it a shot and see what happens. And then a week from today, when we're back on the air, we can start hearing some stories to see what kind of fruit has come from it. How about that for a tease? I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Well, we'll go to break and then we'll try to figure out what I'm talking about during the break. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two minutes to figure it out. Yes, whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, Patrick oh. Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa, is my guest. We'll be right back in just a minute. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome to Monday. Glad to have my friend Patrick Albanese as the way we get things started. I always like starting things on a little bit of a lighter note. There certainly has been lots of heaviness over the weekend and the, hard to see some of the images on TV and it's uh, actually very disturbing so I'm spending a lot of time praying for our world and praying for our leaders and praying for all the displaced people and all the f- scared frightened people who are uh, in the midst of war so uh, not that I want to not take it seriously because I do but uh, I think laughter kind of proves our humanity and I think there's plenty of uh, need to release a little bit and have some laughter. So anyway, that's my theory. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's a I think it's a great theory because I think it 
I think laughter, uh, I go back to 9-11. I was working for you back then. We hardly knew each other. <laughs> but uh, after 9-11, I went to do a performance of Triple Espresso. We were going to cancel it. Uh, a, a, a Wednesday night show, a day after the Tuesday disaster. And we decided to do it. And the place was packed. And people said, this is what I needed. Yeah. This helps me cope with what's going on because now I can face it again. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like getting it's like getting a little bit of rest from the craziness out there. And so sometimes that's it, it can be very helpful. I don't think it's being disrespectful to the suffering that's going on in any way, no, shape, I know. or form. I, know. I think it allows you to handle it better. And then maybe you can do more for it yeah. for people. So, Patrick, yeah. what, what do you think of this? Little things often lead to bigger things. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. So yes, that, that's my grandfather. The cops said that to me all the time. <laughs> so here's my suggestion, because I think when we are always looking for ways to share our hope and faith in, uh, that we have in Christ with others, sometimes it's the little things we do that make the big differences. So uh, this is something I thought of years ago, and I call it um, two out of the blue. Now, two out of the blue means that I'm going to ask you in the next week to contact two people out of the blue, people from your life, people from your past who you may have not been in contact with for a while. And you call them, you text them, you send them an email, and you just say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I just wanted to say hi and see how you're doing, tell you I care about you and I love you, or no, something like that. This doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be a difficult phone call like, okay, uh, I haven't spoken to this guy in 20 years because <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's right. not one of those things, uh, you know, and you certainly don't want to contact somebody that might say, is this about that $20? <laughs> <laughs> right. But when you uh, give someone a message and it comes out of the blue, I tell you, you're going to be amazed at the response you're going to get. And you're going to also be surprised, I think, at the amount of information they're going to share with you and maybe some of the needs they're going to show and reveal to you. And you're going to have this wonderful opportunity to say, hey, I'll pray for you. If you don't mind, I would like to, I'd like to keep you in my prayers. Well, you know, it, I mean, one of the things that social media did do correctly is uh, connect you, you know, I often make a joke. This is, you know, it, it it, it allows you to, con, you know, reconnect with people you haven't spoken to in years to replace the people you aren't speaking to now right. because of the fights that tend to break out. But if if you scour it well, if you if you just skim past things that might be political or they do, you can you can often tell a post will start out that says, I don't want to hear anybody complain. I go, well, I think I'll just go right past this. But you'll see some things occasionally. Uh, I, saw, I saw one from an old high school friend, haven't talked to in years. This could be somebody I could just reach out yeah. to with a quick note. Celebrating his mother's 95th birthday. Wow. So you say, oh, look at that, mm-hmm. 95. And and there you are. And we used to pal around in high school. And what could it what could it hurt? Yeah. Uh, to... I, I think you know, somebody had sent me a note actually doing something like that. And I, he said, I don't know if you remember me. And I went and I found my high school yearbook, and he was the first guy that signed it and said, said, said something to the effect of, I hope you remember me when you hit it big. <laughs> so yeah. I took a photo of it. I said, well, I didn't hit it big, but I remember you. <laughs> oh, funny, funny. Yeah. I mean, I sent a note to a friend that I haven't talked to in 20 years, I don't know, maybe five, six months ago, and I could not believe the response I got back. 
it was like, oh, no, no, this is unbelievable timing. You're making my day. I can't believe, I can't believe you sent me a note. Uh, you don't know how much this means to me. It's like it went on and on. It's like, uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, obviously something meant something, and uh, it actually kind of renewed our friendship. Well, uh, you know what, and and I, I, I think I sent you something the other day about the last time. Do you remember that? I did see uh, that, yeah. Yeah, and I think there, there's something that this touches upon that you realize, you know, let's say it, you're going back to high school because we often do that. And we think to ourselves, when we graduated, one of our fears was that we would lose contact with these people that we had become incredibly close with. Uh, or it could be, you know, I've lived in a couple of different places. I had, I lived in Florida for four years and I had very close friends. We were inseparable friends. And you say, when did it happen? When did that last contact happen? Mm -hmm. and, and how did it happen? And what can we do to fix that? It isn't, we didn't have bad blood between us. It just, life got busy, life got crazy. You moved to a new place or you moved on from high school or college or the new job. And you think that doesn't mean you have to pick things up where they were, but well, what there, there's all of us have dozens of these people in our lives. We say, this was somebody very close to me and it just stopped. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out and say hi. Yeah. And these I are, think it's a great idea. Well, these are people that are in your circle of influence. They may not be uh, in your tight circle, but they're in a circle of people that you once knew, had a relationship with, and you have an opportunity to tell them about your life and your faith and your family and everything else. So I think it's a great opportunity if you say, I can do two out of the blue. I'm going to look yeah. up on my contact list, my, my address book of a couple of people that maybe I haven't spoken to in 10, 15, 20 years. And I'm going to contact them. I, and they're going to they're get a note from me out of the blue. Out of the blue. I, I mean, COVID was, of course, when a lot of us were just locked down at home. And uh, not only did we not write that great American novel that we've been promising <laughs> ourselves. You know, remember remember that? They, they said, you know, if, if I just didn't have to go to a job, if I could just, if I could just stay at home. Yeah. And if I didn't have to take the kids to school, if I could just stay, eat all my meals in, if I could just have that perfect <laughs> environment, yeah, you know, let's say everything's closed. I, I couldn't go to the mall if I wanted to. Yeah. I would get that book. We, we didn't get the book written and we didn't reach out to people. So, uh, but I like your idea because your idea makes it simple. You don't have to get on the phone where you might get caught into a two hour conversation because those are hard to time. But a quick note. Wow, I was going through, you know, some old stuff, saw a, a picture of me with you. Can't believe we lost track of each other. I hope you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And it That's, might, it might I be, would, I would love to get one of those. Yeah. And it might be harder than you think to find a contact uh, source for somebody. But I mm -hmm. promise if you do it, you're going to, you, you'll be amazed at the blessing that'll come back to you. I'm pretty sure of that. I, I think it'd be difficult to stop it too. I think, you know, if you did two of them uh, and people responded, you would think, well, why, why don't I do this once a week mm -hmm. you know, yeah. until I'm just out of people to contact? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll make some new friends then, yeah. you know. So two out of the blue. I like this. Two out of the blue. Two out of the blue. Uh, try to find two people you can contact with out of the blue. Yeah. And when they get yeah. a note from you or a phone call or a text message or an email, they're going to go, whoa, I can't believe you contacted me. It's so nice to hear from you. And then next Monday, when Patrick and I talk, maybe we'll be able to hear some really fun stories of people that yeah. took that two out of the blue step and they made 
contacts with somebody and they have this wonderful story. And when you, Patrick, you say that you don't want to get caught in a two-hour conversation, truth is maybe you do want to get caught in a two-hour conversation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's a, I actually, uh, I, I had a, a friend that I hadn't spoken to since I left Los Angeles. This is a couple of months ago and he hurt his finger, which we talked about that earlier. I happened to have, he said, does anybody know anything about this? And uh, I said, I do. So uh, we got on the phone and we talked for two hours uh, and about five minutes, minutes of it was about what to do about, you know, helping his finger heal properly. And the rest of it was just catching up. And it was so much fun. So much fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I did that this morning just because I wanted to talk about that today. And I thought I'm going to do one out of the blue today. And I contacted a friend I haven't spoken to in a long time. And we had this hilarious exchange. It was so much fun. And now we're going to get together and see each other next week. So, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was really, really fun. That is, uh, I love this idea. If it catches on, I'll be in charge of the bumper stickers. All right. We'll just, yeah, we'll get those printed up and 20 bucks. That seemed like a fair price. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to divvy up royalties. We didn't think about this. We did not think about this. Yeah. The idea is patent pending, so you can't do anything right now. Uh, Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Is this more of a trademark thing? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided. Wow. What a great idea. Yeah. But I mean, always thinking. We ask, we ask each other questions like a question might be, uh, how many uh, minutes a day do you think you spend praying? And the answer might make some people panic and others not. Some people might say, oh, I spend 30, 50, an hour and a half a day. Some people might say (gasps) four minutes. Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, I always have this a thought that you're in the shower. There's not much else you can do. You really, it's one place you're probably not supposed to bring your smartphone. And so I kind of have this thing that I call shower him with praise. Okay. See that? You see what I did there? I love it. And yeah. And it's, it's an ideal time. You say, well, I, I can, I'm in here. You know, I'm soaping up. I have to, there's a one minute between rinse and repeat. So <laughs> wow. why don't I th- offer up a prayer? And, and coincidentally, uh, this week I decided to try one of these new things too, where you finish um, your warm shower with 30 seconds of cold. Oh. Uh, and I will tell you, it does help you pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I tried that once too, and I was cold the rest of the day. I've I've only done it two days now, and 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 I, I'm not I'm not going to lie. It was not pleasant. Yeah, but it did increase my energy. Oh, I know. I I, I agree. But it's painful. It's so painful. It's painful. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Don't rec- and talk to your doctor first. Let yeah. him talk you out of it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so next Monday, Patrick and I are going to see if we had anyone that was able to do two out of the blue, contact two people from your past. Um, Obviously, longtime friends or relatives or somebody that you have just haven't spoken to in a while, send them a note, a text, a phone call just saying, I just wanted to say I was thinking about you. We'll see how that Love goes. It. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right, Patrick, thanks for uh, spending time. Always great to yeah. have you on. Have a great rest of the uh, day. Thanks, you too. You bet. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get things started. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then when we, when we return, the Monday afternoon mix with PDM. Rosie B. Fall next.
That music says Monday afternoon mix, 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 mix. Hello. That's my that's my Ooh. echo thing I got. Ooh. It's not a device on the board. It's me it's just not. saying it over and over. <laughs> really? Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know how convincing it was. It sounded convincing. I thought so too. I Monday liked it. Afternoon. They pay big money for this these they special do. effects. And, they do. Is that that compression thing that they have? Yes. So, yes. The compression is just so really they, tightening your belt that's they, around here. They save money on me because I do it myself. <laughs> well, typically, if you're tightening the belt, you kind of get a little bit of that falsetto. Hee! This is true. <laughs> Boy, that just went the opposite. Mix, mix, mix. Hee! Yeah. <laughs> We've woken people up for I can't believe you can make a noise that high, David. Um, I tighten my belt. Rosie okay. said tighten your belt. <laughs> right? Everybody, tighten yeah. your belt. Yeah. There you go. So, nice to have you here. Uh, yes. I was just saying to David... And Rosie, during the the break, that how during Susie's show today there was an incredible amount of uh, brokenness that was surfacing on the text train. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just my heart's been just with all of these people who are so sad, who have had so much going on in their life, and just I'm confident the Lord will get them through it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bill, do you mind catching us up on a couple of things? You know, while like honoring you know just people as they're sharing and knowing that. Um, all of us, if you're breathing today, mm-hmm. um, I remember one pastor said, either you are currently coming out of a trouble or you're in a trouble or you're sure enough about to go into one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whatever we're talking about today, especially as it comes to the area of, of trauma and grief, um, Victor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, said he talked about the universality of pain, meaning it's just too big. None of us escape it. And so... You mind sharing some of the things that, that came across? Well, I didn't hear the whole hour, to be honest. So okay. I, I was, you know, immersed in show prep, which is what I do before my show. <laughs> he does. All right. <laughs> hours and hours and hours, right? And hours yes. and hours. And yes. hours. Yes. And yes. one yes. more hours. Yes. Hours, 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 hours. And then, uh, so she had a trauma counselor on, mm. and there was a lot of messages that came in, like, I'm, I fear in waiting for the other shoe to drop. I grew up in a very negative home and always want waiting for the worst to come. It was ingrained in me. It was hard to trust God and that he wants good for me. Um, if I'm honest, I'm completely broken, lost, and just feel completely alone. If I'm honest, I'm feeling numb, don't know how to feel or if I even want to feel. These are my mm-hmm. dear, beloved Faith Radio family that's saying this. So mm-hmm. my, my heart's just heavy. Yeah. I had a, we had set apart this weekend yes. and I did a workshop on the power of God, um, standing the power of God, you know, and feeling the sufficiency of his grace. And um, not only can I tell you that these listeners who've texted their trauma are in pain, but we had classroom after classroom after classroom. And it occurred to me that we have been over the generations, the last probably 20, 25 years, we talk about how much God loves us mm-hmm. and very little time on who God is, the God who is unchanging. Mm-hmm. You know, he changes not. Why? So that the descendants of Jacob won't be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's just so much about being able to rest in the Lord with your trauma if you know who he is. And I, I think we the we need a huge... Um, continuation and a return to discussion on the goodness of God and the power. Yes. Yeah. And David, right at the top of the hour, I, I was quoting Second Corinthians 4 that says, therefore, do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. 
for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far away them all. Yes. That's and total power. That is total and power. And glory. But I also say I'm very sorry for people suffering. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. to both. And, you know, and one of the things that we sometimes will believe is that, you know, good times will never last and bad times will never end. And um, it says in Scripture that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And, and Bill, the passage that you were just sent out of Romans 8 is such a beautiful passage because when it's talking about not comparing our um, our things, that word is axios, from which we get access. So literally, when you put it in the scale of things, um, you know, it doesn't compare. <clears throat> but at the same time, as, as Sonny Ochoa in his book wrote, if only you knew, he said, if you only knew my pain, if you knew my brokenness, if you knew my, my addiction, if you knew my, my, my failed marriage, if you knew my just all of these, my eating disorder, all those things and saying, if you only knew. And um, I think just being able to be real about this is, is part of it instead of kind of brushing over um, and saying, no, it's okay. Not to quote, my, what is it, Monty Python? Nothing. It's a flesh wound, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's like, no, it's it's not a flesh wound. And um, and Paul goes on to say in Romans eight, um, he compares creation being subject to the fertility um, because of sin. And I love this part. He says in verse twenty two, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. So he's speaking to people who are believers and goes on and says, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons and daughters. Hmm. And so Scripture doesn't shy away from our, our groaning. And so, and like childbirth, it, well, no, I, we've talked about the wisdom of, of saying, like, I know, I don't know, don't know, don't know. I've heard it said, and my mm-hmm. wife has expressed, you know, that there's this pain, this intense pain mm-hmm. in childbirth. And then there's this beauty mm-hmm. uh, in new life. And so I'm just praying for our friends and family out there who are hurting today. Mm-hmm. Rosie, I would love for you to pray, if you don't mind. Mm, absolutely. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your church. I thank you for that we are a holy body under your name. Lord, that we can, as brothers and sisters in Christ, through the power of prayer, surround each other and have your love literally come through us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have defeated the enemy and that we have, that this is not our home, but that we have assurance of a home in heaven where all of our tears will be gone. Lord, in the midst of this right now, no matter how um, far people feel away from you, Lord, I ask that you would step into those places of hurt and trauma and woundedness, Lord, and with your tangible presence, love on these, on all of our listeners, on all of the staff at Faith Radio across your kingdom, oh God, bringing in the truth of the joy of your spirit your peace and your love that transcends all understanding in and through 
all the seasons that we're in. And Lord Jesus, I also know and love you and, and trust you at your word that what evil is intended for evil, you promise to make unto good for the betterment of other lives, Lord. And we look forward with great expectancy as you take these wounds that we have gone through and these traumas and that you refine them and redeem them for the betterment of others. For this we pray in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Rosie. PDM. So uh, my uh, wingman, Terry, types in and says, uh, that high noise that Pastor David just emitted, <laughs> all the dogs in my neighborhood are barking. Yes. Yeah. Trauma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you've traumatized dogs. I've traumatized dogs, I'm sure. In the Cloquet neighborhood. In the Cloquet, yeah. yeah Cloquet, Minnesota. You know, it's interesting, even as we're sitting here and we're chatting, is the importance of community. And me being a life groups pastor at New Hope Church... I would say that if you're not in community, um, we need community. And even Jesus called disciples and lived in community. Um, But something about song and a beautiful verse just was sharing with some people the other day is that of Psalm 46. And we know the part that says God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. But there's this little part before that. And it says, to the choir master, choral master of the sons of Korath, according to Alamoth, a song. Hmm. Now notice it's sons, plural. Mm-hmm. So that means more than one. But it's also this ideal of song. And, uh, you know, not to, not to date myself, but I don't know if you guys remember the song where they'd say, you know, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. going way back to 80s, 90s. But sometimes even in the midst of pain, that that's what we're singing, of literally giving a sacrifice of praise. Because like right now, when when you're hurting, it's a little hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I want to just look real brief at this passage because it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Bill, if you want to start doing, you know, it's the lyrics. I could do that. You could, because you've been doing, but it says in verse three, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And then in verse 4, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. Isn't that interesting? You just went from earth giving way, roars of water and foaming, to a river whose stream. Mm makes glad um, the city of God. And I actually wasn't thinking about this until this, this moment about the holy habitation of the Most High. And I can't remember where it's in Scripture that, that it talks about that God inhabits the praises of his people. And so even in the midst of, of the tears, um, it says this. It goes on to say, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her. When morning dawns, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. Like we can relate right now. I mean, there's there's always been wars and rumors of wars. People are just a little bit more aware of some of them going on with brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. 
But then the psalmist comes back and says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 8, come behold the works of the Lord. And that's that part that's kind of like where we need each other to kind of come around, not to like, you know, fake it till you make it, like to, to be tear-stained and real and say like, God, I think this is really doggy in a just horrible way. And even in the midst of that, to praise him, you know, even in the midst of that, to, to consider his works of what he has done. And that's not easy. Like mm. this is like this is like real talk about discipleship. This is about real talk about following Jesus. Well, that's I think what Paul talks so beautifully about when when he's asking for that thorn to be removed and God says, "My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness." I don't think we get to that point, David. At least I don't without the power of the Holy Spirit helping me get there. You know, he needs my willing heart. And then he sustains me to get to that point of praise because sometimes my praises and times of difficulty have sounded a lot like grumbling, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sometimes in those praise points, I've been, this is what I say, I praise you that we have relationship enough, Lord, that you know my heart right now and it's hurting. And this, that to me is praise because you know my heart, right? Yeah. And because and, I think it's hard if you pretend like you want to praise when you're so broken, I think praise is just bringing that broken heart to him honestly and laying it at the cross with him and trusting him with it. Yeah. Well said, Rosie B. That is Rosie B. That's really good. I love that. That's just I'm on fire today. No kidding. You're on. <laughs> fire extinguisher in Studio D, please. I think so. <laughs> yeah, right. Might I, actually need a fire truck. Yeah. We got to get the windows open and get some cool air in here. Let's take a little break. We'll come back. We'll look at Galatians 2. We've got some cleanup to do. We still have some more to talk about. Verses 11 to 21. Listen to the Monday Afternoon Mix with Pastor David Miles, also known as PDM, and Rosie B. Be right back. After a long day at work, maybe you're on your way home and you've got a full night ahead of you and hopefully this talk and this music gives you a little bit of transition time, a little repair work on the way home. Yes. Trying to make that Monday a beautiful day. <laughs> for it's very smooth. I, I like it. Yeah. Pastor David Miles is here with me and Rosie B. And we are um, going to transition now to a little bit more talk on Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 to 21. Dave, you've been on this for a little while. Yeah, it's a it's an incredible passage because it gets into the whole subject of the gospel. And uh, in this, we actually find the first time um, outside of the book of Acts, but book of Acts is written by Luke. Um, so this is the first time Paul uses the word justification. And the subject that justification is around, uh, I think would actually surprise people. 
But we were talking about in in this book that, or in this chapter, that many of us had grown up hearing, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And we, we said, like, what's the context of this? Like, oh, Christ lives in me. I've been crucified. But what's the context? And the beautiful thing about Scripture and getting into your word is that we had found out that in verse 11, because Scripture tells us that Paul, Cephas came from Antioch and Cephas is Peter. Paul opposes him to his face because he stood condemned. Uh, because certain men had come from James, and he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. And we talked about how the verbal construction of this was, before the men came, he was continually and habitually eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he continually and habitually drew back and continually and habitually separated himself. And that word um, that he's dealing with the Gentiles is our word from which we get ethnos, ethnicity, and kind of reminding ourselves that all of us who are not um, Jews, and we, you know, we're talking about Seprahim, Mizraim, Bet, Berber, Ethiopian, Coptic, and what most um, Westerners know are Ashkenazi, which are more Hasidic Jews. So we think of pasty skin um, people with long, dark hair. I'm jealous. I have no hair. But that's what we think of. But scripturally, um, it's a much more diverse group. And outside of that, the rest of us, the we's in this group, the we's driving, we are Gentiles. You know, we were non-Jews. And there was this second-class citizenship that happened among that. And we, had, we talked about labels. We talked about labels and the ways that labels have hurt. And even as people talk about trauma, uh, Rosie, I'm, I'm sure we could, if we were to sit down and have coffee with them, Mm-hmm. There's some sort of label that's that's been that's happened that's been shared or even cast at or hurled um, at a person that mm-hmm. even contributes to some of the brokenness. Um, you know, we talked about sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And we said that person lied. <laughs> right. So, what do we do with the division? You know, in our world. You know, what do we do? Because in this passage, we see it happening even among church leaders. Because you have Peter who's hanging out, and the guys show up from Jerusalem. They come from the south, go to the north. And uh, in the third largest city, where that's the first place that believers are called Christians, Peter, the pillar of the church, you know, once again goes into this den- this denial mode. He first did it with Jesus and, you know, when Jesus is being crucified and here it's happening again. And that's the importance of discipleship. That's the importance of growing in Christ because we all need him to be continually working in our lives. So guys, I don't know, what are some ways that, you know, currently we're seeing division unpack to brokenness and pain? My goodness, there's so many examples. There's so many examples because in this part of Galatians, I also think of the inconsistency of the Christian walk. So if we, because in our humanness, because Peter is being very inconsistent to those mm-hmm. new believers that he's trying to disciple, and 
I think today our inconsistency, we walk in brotherly love, let you, yet you turn on Facebook and, you know, Christians are one of the loudest people throwing down arms at others with not kindness or goodness intentions behind them. And, and so um, I would just say how we respond in social media in a lot of platforms. Yeah. That keyboard courage, mm-hmm. that thing that we say things that we would, or we type things that we'd never imagine um, saying to another person. And and as as an adjunct here at the school, I have some just incredible students. And guys, I, I've sat with kids who are in tears because they're confused because they're like, these are the people who raised me, told me about Jesus. They discipled me. And I look at my Facebook page or I look at the messages that I've gotten. And even today, I was just having a conversation with a leader um, this morning. And this person was sharing about their own um, child and um, and their girlfriend, his girlfriend, um, and even just their kind of turning away from the church and citing some of the things of these attitudes and, mm-hmm. and this harshness and, you know, and some of the racism that's been out there and even just kind of like our, our attitudes towards the other. And that, that's been hard. When... Biblically, all of us, can you get more other than God is holy and we are not? Hmm. No. Like, is there any greater chasm or chasm? The chasm? I think it's chasm. Chasm. I mean, can can you really find something that that no. goes beyond that? And so, like, I mean, like, our levels of hubris and even arrogance. Mm-hmm. To begin to think like we have something to stand on. And for those who might say that's a pretty arrogant statement, PDM, to make. Well, actually, Matthew 18 makes it. When the king forgives this person of $3 trillion and then he walks out. When the king's like, I'm not going to imprison you. I'm not going to imprison your family. And the guy walks out and he's like, hey, there's Bill. He owes me money from a McDonald's Happy Meal. I'm throwing him into jail. And the king hears it and he's like, I've forgiven you so much. And so how how do we come back to being reacquainted with that, Bill? Like, how do we, like, what, what are ways that our hearts become soft to that? Again, because it's so easy to become hardened. Mm. To me, it would be starting getting brutally honest in prayer with God. That would be my starting place. Rosie? I can't top that one. That's exactly what I would have said, is asking the Lord to, Matthew 15, 13 talks about roots, that he would look at me and find my roots and create in me a clean heart in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be supernatural. It's got to be a divine inspiration from you know and and I think like as you guys get on that that's what you kind of see going through the rest of Galatians even when it gets to chapter 5 and it you know replaces the 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 spirit the works of the flesh um with the spirit of God because because we need that I mean like it's been a I got to tell you it's been a kind of a weird perplexing week because like I grew up in Grand Forks North Dakota Grand Forks Air Force Base 
when I was a kid growing up and doing drills, and my dad served 21 years and eight months in the Air Force. And, and right now, even as I had a, a friend of mine who lost a pastor friend in the Ukraine, and right now when the world is even confused in ways where you have Belarus and pretty much white evangelicals who are partnered together and are standing with Putin. And I'm like, <clears throat> I grew up with Rocky Balboa and Red Dawn. And so, like, I've been having kind of a hashtag believable, unbelievable. And, and, and neither side, neither kingdom, none of it. But as Christians, we stand and proclaim the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. So if you don't know Jesus today and you're kind of wondering, like, what are these guys talking about? And I'm in my car and I resonate with the, the brokenest part, but the streams of um, calm waters, like, I want that, but, but like, what does that mean? Well, it's found not in, not in a place, but it's found in a person named Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus today, we want to just invite you to ask Jesus to come into your life, and he will. Come to Jesus. Do it today. Let me know how we can help. You can send a text to 877-933-2484. Nice job, PDM, Rosie B. Great to be with you. Monday afternoon mix comes to a conclusion. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, Kenneth Samples, philosopher and theologian, will be joining me. Can't wait. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.